amazed and slightly puzzled by how seriously her neighbour took things. For Carol Seddon, life was a minefield. Every step in every direction, particularly a new direction, was full of potential hazards. Jude had always had a more relaxed attitude. There were things which she took seriously, but she really didn't sweat the small stuff. And in this particular instance... She couldn't help being amused by the comfort Carol took in her potential as an assistant baby-minder. Jude, despite a varied and exciting love life, had never had any children. The right man for such a commitment had never appeared at the right time. But Carol Seddon, despite her dauntingly efficient exterior, and despite the fact that she had held down a responsible job at the Home Office with icy control, was totally lacking in confidence when it came to her private life and she had felt even less certainty in such areas since she had divorced Stephen's father, David, but she had never really felt at home, at home. Her neurosis had made her create a wall of privacy around herself, and Jude was one of the few people who was occasionally let inside that wall. Carol, embarrassed to have strayed onto such an emotional subject as her granddaughter, looked round the pub for a new topic of conversation, and her eye was caught by one of many identical posters stuck on any available space. Dan Polk Comedy Night, read the legend. For one night only, TV star reveals all his naughty bits. Fancy a poke? The date was the following Sunday evening, and the venue, surprisingly to Carol at least, was the Crown and Anchor. Know anything about that? she asked. Jude shrugged. Well, I know about Dan Polk was quite a big name on television a few years back. Really? I've never heard of him. One of the first round of alternative comedians. The intonation of Carol's, oh, suggested that that was hardly the kind of thing she might be expected to know about, except for her secret vice of a particular afternoon chat show, where she didn't watch much entertainment television. Carol still had a rather Rethian view of the medium as a purveyor of education and generally watched only news and documentaries. Watching the first was easy. News proliferated from every outlet, but decent documentaries had become an endangered species. Drama, generally speaking, Carol eschewed, though she would watch classic book adaptations featuring empire-line dresses or crinolines, and, of course, anything with Judy Dench in it. Are there people in Feathering who would want to watch something like that? She asked Jude, in a tone that very definitely expected the answer no. Presumably. Otherwise, why would Ted be putting it on? Carol's only response was a hmm that was very nearly a humph of disapproval. There was a silence while they ate before she observed, These scallops are good. Yes, Ted's new chef is really doing wonders. Jude looked round the pub. The weather was very hot, so the outside tables were full, and there was very little space in the interior. All the pub's doors and windows were open, but only the slightest breeze drifted lazily in from the sea. Feathering would always be predominantly a retirement community, so the average age of the clientele was high. The tourists the area attracted tended to be quite mature, too, Small children were few, and those that were there were with grandparents rather than parents.
Otherwise, a lot of well-heeled people in their sixties and seventies, representatives of the last generation whose pension provisions would be adequate to their needs, sat on the outside benches or in the alcoves of the Crown and Anchor, eating and drinking. As they did most lunchtimes in various pubs along the south coast, and good luck to them. Word of mouth is spreading. Jude observed. Do you remember how gloomy Ted was about the effect he reckoned the smoking ban would have on his business? Looks like he got it wrong. For a Monday lunchtime, the place is heaving. Her choice of word was perhaps unfortunate, because at that moment, a pensioner in one of the alcoves rose in panic. Long before he could make it across to the safety of the toilets, his semi-digested lunch spewed in a yellow arc across the floor of the pub. It is an instinct among the British people to try to pretend unpleasant things have just not happened, but this one was hard to ignore. The Polish bar manager Sosha was quick to fetch a bucket and mop from the kitchen behind the bar, and Ted Crisp himself followed her out. The landlord was alarmed.